Welcome to Hannibal's Horny and Botchery, a weekly dinner party where we watch and discuss an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. This week we watch the season one finale, Savore, Savo, Savo, Savoru, Savoru, yes, which first aired June 20th, 2013. I am your host, Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table and introduce the rest of the party. Hi, my name is Celeste. I'm a nerd artist and I'm very new to Hannibal. Hi, I'm JJ. I'm a local nerd, local fanable, local filmmaker. No, I said that wrong. <laughs> How many times is that? Like, local nerd, local filmmaker, and the fanable of the three. And today we have reached the season one finale where, where Will is framed, Will escapes police custody, and I wonder what the fuck just happened. <laughs> okay, so to start the episode, uh, what did you guys think of this episode first off? Go ahead, Celeste. I genuinely <laughs> want to know what you're oh, thinking. Okay. To my notes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so much happened in this episode. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like, I said this in another episode, but it really is like a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> I think I teared up at least twice. Well, that's well, good. That's well, really good. It's bizarre because um, last night me and Celeste had dinner together with her family and um, she hadn't watched the episode yet and I yeah. was just sitting there in the secret knowledge. I was like, okay. Just wait. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna go watch it right now, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> you didn't even prepare me for the hard. I know. Break. I was like, okay, you're not. I told Luther it when I was well, Luther, her, uh, her uh, brother-in-law, and I was watching it at his house, and I was like, oh my god, this episode, and I was like, Celeste doesn't know what happens in this episode. <laughs> Everybody goes to jail. <laughs> He's like, who goes to jail? What? I'm like, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves um but uh yeah this was a really big roller coaster episode wasn't it like mm. uh, oh yeah i felt all the emotions <laughs> yeah it was like uh i i remember like i haven't seen this episode since like we started watching the pod or doing the podcast and just like how fast things happened and mm. how how fast um the casino game of roulette that hannibal was playing was going because like he had had everything covered every eventuality and i'm like what the hell <laughs> he had been planning this from day one before he even knew who will was basically but like i really love that opening dream sequence i was like see i told you i told you in the last podcast he can see it <laughs> and then sure enough you know he shoots the stag in the dream and then it's like it morphs into the wendigo but does will firing the gun at the stag mirror the first time we see abigail hunting or is it like because like when we first see her hunting she's standing in the same type of stance that will is and I don't know if that's like some sort of artistic choice or just something I noticed, and like they'd be like, "Oh my God, that's not what we planned, but Isn't it works." Just a hunting stance. I don't, I don't know because they <laughs> sort of planned something similar in the later of the episode, so really, it could it could be it could possible. Be anything. Yeah, it's true. I mean, this this show is all about metaphors and shit, so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. And as JJ said, this is the first time where we see the stag appear as a man with antlers or the windigo, if you will. <laughs> and so it uh, it's obviously looks like Hannibal, um, except for like him <laughs> being really, really skinny and stuff and having 
uh, horns. But it was one of the cooler parts because I, um, I, I'm uh, today's topic, uh, today's under the table topic is actually about the Wendigo. And so oh, I, no. I remember when I, <laughs> when I met Brian Fuller at Comic-Con a million years ago, I actually told him that I really appreciated how they portrayed the Wendigo, like, like we're homies or anything, but like, I love how they portray the Wendigo properly in the Hannibal context because a lot of people forget that the, the Wendigo is a spirit, not a person. Mm. Like it, it possesses people. But the Wendigo itself is like a, a non-physical entity. And in Hannibal, it's a non-physical entity in Will's psyche that just sh- shows up as Hannibal. Because mm. Hannibal is the Wendigo in this universe. Mm, but yeah. I'll get to that later. <laughs> that must have been cool for uh, Brian Fuller on some level. Like, probably doesn't get to meet a lot of fun. First Nation, Native American. Dance, well, I told him so. that. I was like, I'm Cree and I love what you did. <laughs> and then we took a really cool picture together. <laughs> but it Shut was... Yeah. <laughs> I'll post it later. Glare. It's just me <laughs> being... Uh, we're, we both had the same smile on our faces, big goofy smiles. And I was like, ah. I think he was actually wearing a Hannibal suit too in that picture. I'll oh, probably. Let me see if I can find it. Um, but let's see. Um, He's like my tweets like three or four times. <laughs> oh, my headphones came off. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but this episode uh, is also... I have the medical question. How does Will throw up a complete ear? <laughs> that was the way, oh, I remember the first God, time I saw so that. Good. I'm like, how did he do that? Whose ear is that? I don't know. <laughs> and then, that, like, because I remember the first time we saw that. I'm like, whose ear is that? And then I was like, oh, right. It's it was Miguel. really big. And when you like look in the, in the sink, it's not like a lot of bile in there. So mm-hmm. how did he puke that up? Yeah, how did he puke that up in pieces? It's like chew your food, Will. You're an animal. <laughs> if he if he did eat it, we're going allegedly here. Again, we're uh, me and JJ are talking as if we haven't seen the rest of the rest of the season. So <laughs> like, excuse smile. us if we like are like no. allude to our 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 foreknowledge with uh, mm. by being like, oh yeah, we don't know what's happening this episode. Wink. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm the only one in the dark. <laughs> it was funny. I remember that. Like, uh, I distinctly recalled this episode the last time I. I threw up, and it was so funny because it was the only way I could make myself feel better, ironically, because I was sick. So I'm just like, bleh. And like, sure enough, the exact same thing happened. My, the pills that I just took ended up in the sink. <laughs> and what I just ate appeared in the sink. Oh, so God, I was I just like... I you going to say you found an ear, too. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been an ear. And I was just like, oh, well, I feel you. <laughs> well, I don't know if, like, nobody likes throwing up. I particularly hate throwing up because it's, it's the biggest loss of control that your body does for, like, it's like, mm. I don't know. Like, every time I, th- like, every time I've had the unfortunate chance of throwing up, like, I always started crying because I'm like, that's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just very unpleasant. And, like, you can feel, like, the acid mm-hmm. from your stomach and your throat. And it's just... Uh, like I, stomach, I remember yeah. <laughs> I had a friend like in high school and she told me the story how she, like when she like goes throw up in the on the toilet she throws up even more when she thinks about all the butts that sat in the toilet <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was so funny I'm the opposite <laughs> smell gets to me like if um if I saw a kid throw up and I smelt it I would probably throw up too it's like a uh, contagious it's like a sneeze I guess yeah. well not a sneeze a yawn a, a very gross yawn <laughs> kind of yeah all right but let's see um wait where are we okay oh, sorry 
Well, uh, so again, until Hannibal comes in and verifies that the ear is real, I wasn't sure if that was, like, actually happening or not. So, <sighs> like, when Hannibal verifies it, I thought he was just going to be like, there's nothing in the sink, Will. And I'm like, stop lying to him. I thought Hannibal. it was, like, a dream. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, too. Like, and he's just sitting there in the dark, like... Hannibal puts a blanket on him and like why would okay he calls Hannibal right I assume yeah. that because <laughs> yeah. I'm like why is Hannibal coming to his house in the morning ew so, <laughs> we get it okay uh, uh, Brian Fuller in the picture was not wearing a Hannibal suit it was just my ha- my happy picture so show it oh, around okay. the table aww that's very cute aww that's so sweet I was just acting like an idiot in that picture I'm just like <laughs> I think, yeah I think that I think we all would <laughs> I'd be like, hi, Brian. <laughs> it's lovely to see you again. Um, but also, um, I love that Will is the least terrifying alleged serial killer they've had on the show so far. Because at mm. least I could imagine being killed by the various people who show up in this in this season. Uh, Will, I could not be imagined being killed by because he's Hugh Dancy, and I, I think I could beat him up. Um, so, like, he's too sweet. <laughs> like, I mean, if we got into a legit fight, I think I would take it. I don't know. I mean, when he gets up, at, like, just before he, like, you know, plukes, uh, you know, you get a nice shot of Hugh Dancy legs and all that. And I was like, Ooh, look at them legs. <laughs> but oh, he's a small, so. small oh man. I thought of you guys during that scene, you know, over the sink, because he's like panting. And I was yeah. like, oh God, these girls are having a good time over this thing. But he was sick. That's a good And then he puked, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh my god! I swear it's—I I swear it's part Nightingale syndrome, where you know you want to take care of them. That's what—that's all it is. I swear. <laughs> okay, but JJ. I, but I, I like that they did the that uh, that scary camera thing that uh, you like, what they messed with the frame rate. Yes, that was beautiful. Yeah, I was like, good job. It's like whoever's doing the the cinema. Well, it's probably the same person that we mentioned last episode. Mm. But cinematography this episode, exquisite. Mm. I was—oh, I, I made a note about that. If I might comment. Ooh. So with that opening scene. Uh, where Hannibal comes in and, you know, he's, like, seeing the the ear in the sink and he's talking to Will and Will trying his best to refresh his memory. Um, I love how, yeah, how it's shot. And the lighting in that scene, they're all shadows in Uh that scene. Like, only half their faces are lit most of the time. And I thought, ooh, how that's very nice. It speaks to the mood, how, like, you can tell there's lying going on and mm. there's stuff that Will can't see or understand and I'm well, just and like yeah <laughs> and like Will is in a frame within a frame within a frame like because mm. he's sitting in another room uh framed by the doorway framed by the the room that Hannibal is in and I was like whoa that's cool yep. it's like being lost in a mirror like a mirror maze like you know those mirrors like they have the carnivals yeah <laughs> I'm going far no, I got, I got I got you. I know what you meant. <laughs> um, but it broke my heart uh, in the scene where Hannibal tell like the scene right after Hannibal tells him they have to call the cops. Yeah. Is uh, Beverly's the only one that can look him in the eye? Yeah. And all the dogs are being taken, and I'm like, no, they don't. They oh can't separate God. them. <laughs> I made a note about that too. I was like, I like when the FBI arrives, and they give uh, him the respect of you know, no cuffs. He just literally walked to the car. <laughs> And then I was like, white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like if, yeah, that would be a fascinating thing to explore if he, um, if Will Graham was a black person. Mm. Like, would, like, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is a big scary guy. Um, but I wonder if he would be handcuffed. Well, no, I'm thinking about him and, like, what's love got to do with it when he played um, Mike Turner and he was beating up Tina Turner. But, like, that's how I always see him now. <laughs> Well, no, that's interesting. It's interesting to think about. Like one thing interesting with at least with the, uh, when R- Brian Fuller writes, and it's even you could probably I can't wait for American Gods to come mm-hmm. out. 
because they really play with casting in that one. Because I think 10 years ago, maybe, all the cast would have been white, maybe like one token black character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I I really think even if uh, a a black actor did play (laughs) Will's part, it probably still would have played the same, I think. Only because Brian Fuller is the... uh, Is a showrunner. Thank you. (laughs) (sighs) Well, and I think it's... um, they They do all have a respect for him. Like, they may not understand his methods or mm. how much of a weirdo he truly is, but they, they respect him. And, yeah. like, they're just really, like, they want to find the evidence that proves that he didn't do it. Yeah. I think that's something that comes across in, like, in the way uh, Price and the other guy and Beverly, <laughs> the other guy, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Beverly um, deal, uh, deal with them when they're walking in because they don't look like it's going to be fun. Like, they mm. they usually have this, like, hyperness when they go into crime scenes, like a morbid curiosity about what they're going to find because it's going to be fascinating. But this time they don't. They're like, okay, I hope we find nothing. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Like, that Bever- is very sad. Like, it kind of looks like Beverly, like, Someday I was hoped to be invited to Will's house, but not like, like this. <laughs> and I, I wonder if she got to go through his stuff. I don't know. That'd be funny. Like to, she, to see his drawers with all the socks <laughs> piled properly. All the gray shirts with sweat marks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sweat marks. <laughs> but I like how she does that whole thing with him afterwards when they're in the evidence collecting room. And she says to him, interpret the evidence. Because I was like... <gasps> She thinks he didn't do it. Yeah. Well, no, it's just also that line comes again later. Mm-hmm. And I was like... And it's also just, like, you know, like, the look of, like, sort of, like, disappointment mm-hmm. on her face. It's, like, also heartbreaking because, you know, they're supposed to be so close. And then, mm-hmm. you know, she kind of thinks he did it. Well, because she, she, she has to rely on the evidence, right? Mm-hmm. So, and the evidence points to him. Anyways, if, like, Beverly looked at me disappointed, I'll be like, so very sad. heartbroken. <laughs> I'm sorry, Beverly. It's like, I, like, she's not mad. She's disappointed. <laughs> Which is worse, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, no, Beverly, no. But uh, speaking of the scene where they're interrog- where they're uh, putting him through processing, I personally dig that he only has less than 20 bucks in his wallet. Like, because <laughs> I usually have less than 10 in my wallet. So, like, ah, adulthood. <laughs> so, maybe he's, like, a debit card user or something. I don't know. Uh, but let's see. Um, so there's that scene where Beverly, is, like, I'm not sure if this was him talking to Beverly or him talking to Jack. I think it was Jack. But there was a scene where Will tells somebody, "I thought I'd get better," and so it was really heartbreaking for he me. Was telling like, it to Beverly. Yeah, I think so. Like, cause he he knew he was sick, and he just like was assuming it would get better. Like, the, mm. like that's me currently with when I get chest pains from eating a whole plate of machos by myself. So I'm like, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, seriously, it's like um, uh, it's like you always hope things will sort themselves out before they get worse. Like mm-hmm. at least with like mm-hmm. a, in terms of medical things. Like I remember when my arm would shake from uh, what I later found out was side effects of the medication I took. I was like, my arm was shaking, and I'm like, oh my god, it might be a stroke. I hope it goes away. <laughs> so it like goes away, and I'm like, ah, fine. <laughs> All is well. <laughs> so, <laughs> just being like, yeah, I could fa- I fall into that as well. Um, but Alana, this episode, finally caring when things have already gone too far. <laughs> it's like, where were you two episodes ago? <laughs> oh no, fucking Alana. Yeah. Nope. As much as that, uh, uh, the actress does an awesome job of uh, Alana, and you can see all the emotions coming through with that slow mo, her getting angry in the car scene. Oh, I love that scene. I was like. I have no pity for you. Yeah, because, like, um... <laughs> it's, like, it's weird. Like, I have no pity for the people who have obviously been manipulated by Hannibal in that, um, 
Hannibal was only telling them what they wanted to hear mm. in that case, especially with Jack. But was Alana crying for Will or for Abigail or for both? What do you guys think? I thought it was for Will, but now that you mention <laughs> Abigail. Probably both. <laughs> probably both and probably a little bit for herself. Yeah, because she didn't see it. Yeah, like, that's just always a thing, too, when you find out something something like that when it happens to somebody. Whether, yeah, you, you always kind of go through a moment of blaming yourself. Like, mm. why didn't you see the signs and la, la, la. And it's like, maybe if I had done something different, it would have, you know, blah, blah, blah. So. Maybe if we dated, things would have been better. <laughs> I think if they showed him love, (laughs) I think if they had been dated, like a lot of things would have been um, circumvented. I think, or uh, Mm. Alana probably would have died sooner or something. Not that she dies. I'm not saying that. That's a spoiler. That's Uh, a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) She would have died sooner. I'm just saying, (laughs) because Hannibal would have been like, okay, she's in the way. Stab, stab, stab. No, he doesn't stab. Actually, I did think, like, there's so many moments where I thought he would kill her. Yeah, like, he has a lot of bitch please looks in this episode. He actually, like, gave her a look in this episode where even I felt, like, scared of him. Yeah, because she she did the clock test on, Mm -hmm. on Will and knew he had encephalitis. And she's like, oh, crap, he's like, she knows. And then he totally covers it. And, and you think that she's going to get him. And then he's like, well, this is the clock I drew, had Will draw two weeks ago. And it's normal. And I was like, you fuck face. No. <laughs> like, like, I know we, we make, like, I mentioned this later, but I know we make fun of the fact that they keep getting manipulated by Hannibal. Because it is kind of dumb. Like, some of the stuff that he's able to do. But I like that he, um, his continued, um, uh, uh, his continued success is not based entirely on the plot. Like, the plot demands that he be safe. I'm like, it actually makes sense some of the stuff he does to keep himself ahead of the game. Mm. Like, that's uh, that's at least something I could credit it to, even though I make fun of, like, how Jack never notices <laughs> that Hannibal's, like, tossing a body into a well or something. You make a good point. This is, like, a game. Yeah. Like, Game of Thrones. It's, like, it's a, it's a scary-ass <laughs> Game of Thrones with, like, um, Hannibal's Daenerys Targaryen everybody else. Oh, I don't know who Will would be. I don't know. Uh, Nymeria? He's, <laughs> the dog. He's the, he's the puppy. He's <laughs> what would be, uh, what's the redhead Stark who's still alive? Uh, Sansa. Yeah, there you yeah, go. That's so, who he is. Who'd be Arya? <laughs> Probably, um... No. <laughs> there's a Stark that's still alive. <laughs> there's two, Aren't technically. Oh, no, there's three? I can't remember. Is there three? I don't know. I don't know. We're getting to the last book. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, the only reason I'm watching the last season of that show is because the books aren't out, and I'm like, I need to find out who wins! <laughs> it's probably not going to be who I think it is. Of mm. course. Always her breaking my heart. Um, we Okay, we talked about this already, but if we ignore Hannibal's influence, Jack and Alana are to blame for Will's current predicament. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I blame Jack more, as he had Hannibal on as his yes man and was relying on a sick man telling him he was okay. I'm like... If I had, mm. uh, if I was sweating and I was like, okay, I can do the podcast today, JJ. It's like, <laughs> ah, I want to do the podcast too, so Sonia's okay, and then I pass out or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't really care for how Jack was weirdly deflecting his his responsibility, yet mm-hmm. still admitting, like, yeah, I pushed him, so it's not my fault. You <laughs> should know better. <laughs> yeah, like I had two doctors watching him, you know. It's which like, uh, which was yeah. like which was a really good point because it's like he they should like it's not. It's not Jack's job to to police his health. Yeah. 
that that is why Hannibal and Alana were there. So it's like it's technically their fault. But Jack But Jack but he, knew that Jack he was, knew sick. was sick. Yeah. He was also like pushing him too hard too. Yeah. And he but he kept asking him, Are you okay? And like but again, how can you trust Will when he's obviously sweating and like the dogs won't even sleep next to him anymore mm. and like he's not going fishing anymore. Once again the dogs failed. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh, wait. I, oh no they didn't. Never mind. <laughs> the dogs failed. <laughs> I almost spoiled something. Oh, I don't even know what she's talking about, though. It's incredibly vague. I'm just like, what? I was going to say, why didn't the dogs do anything when certain thing happened? Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. This will come up in season two. Okay, so it'll come up oh, soon. Uh, <laughs> while you're turning red. She's like, I almost remember. I was laughing because I was like, oh my god. I almost something so, something so simple. I'm just going to fan myself. But I like, I still like Jack. Because Jack um, at least was able to say, like, if it's my fault, it's your fault too. Yeah. Because, like, okay. Yeah, like, um, Will, um, Jack came from, a uh, like, a point of view where he wanted to protect future victims from the potential of, like, I think he would rather have had Will die than any other victims of serial killers related to the Shrike. Uh, well, not the Shrike, um, the it Ripper. It counterproductive, though. Yeah, it's like, I have to kill one man to save 40 people. Like, it's and that Star Trek thing. And what is he going to do after Will dies. Yeah, it seems like um, like with Miriam and with Will and like potentially with Clarice Starling if she exists in this universe, like he is not above putting these kids in danger, which mm-hmm. I think is like a an evil Power Ranger sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like if okay if it's like it's Zordon was like did not was not above using child soldiers, which he isn't. <laughs> like he's, he's using child soldiers to solve his problems. Yeah, it's kind of uh, oh, what's the word to describe that? Is it militant? Or yeah. he's willing to put like pawns into oh. into play to get the the greater good, you know, yeah. accomplished. And it's just kinda like, well no, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you can't use people as pieces in a chess game. Yeah. Well you can and you can't. <clears throat> anyway. Uh but let's see. Um I do like that Alana kept Will's dogs, promised that she was gonna keep all of them. Mm-hmm. I assume. That is nice. I like that. Uh if it had been Hannibal who took them, I would have broke Celeste's brothers in law's TV as I was watching this at his house. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching it while the baby was napping and I'm like, if it had been Hannibal, no, like cause he would have eaten them. Oh well no, he probably wouldn't have. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> would have eaten them. <laughs> he would have slowly probably got rid of them, though, I imagine. Uh, he like would have been like, one, oh, He would have said, died. one ran away, or one this one, or something. He would have, like, done something so just... He sounds I, like I a parent. <laughs> he didn't run away. It just ran away. It would but, live on a farm. What I find interesting, though, in a, lot of, uh, in a lot of fan fiction, though, they actually write a lot of uh, Alana away in fan fiction and actually have Hannibal look after his dogs a lot. In <laughs> doesn't <they>, work out. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, uh, well, sometimes they play with the universe, right, from mm-hmm. the uh, from the first season, and rather than things going south, sometimes they go yay, and you know they they get together in Hanagram anyway. Um, so when Will goes away, almost ninety percent of the time it's Hannibal who looks after the dogs, and he almost always feeds you know people to the dogs. <laughs> Does that make the dogs more vicious, or only if they're aware that the do- that they're no? You have to train them to know like that it comes them. from people, yeah. yeah. Okay. They wouldn't know any better. It's just meat to them. Yeah, they're like, oh, this tastes good. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What was I thinking of? Uh, Speaking of fan fiction, uh, after last week's discussion on space dogs, I got into that fan. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Like, I remember 
watch the movie. I was watching clips to I, so I knew the context of the movie that they're coming from. Except oh, for okay. Adam, I couldn't find any good clips of that. But I got the impression of who Adam was as a character. But still, I was like, <laughs> did you watch the trailer for the movie? That helps too. Oh yeah, because I, I, I one of my favorite pairings in fan fiction that you'll have to pry from my cold dead hands is the really popular like well really popular outgoing person with the really smart but like inward person that's my favorite type of pairing in any fan the fiction. expert with the introvert yeah like i love that mm. it's so cute like it's why i'm into um newton herman from pacific rim like the scientists like because mm. like there's the outgoing one who's like covered in tattoos and like the the nerdy one who's mm. like uh just inward and i just love that so i guess that's why i was into it but i'm like it's hanagram i can deal with because it's cute I don't know. Even though um, technically <laughs> Nigel in in Space Dogs is a but murderer, yeah, he's like he's like a murderer, like a brute of some kind. I don't know, but it was still very cute. I'm just like I kind of want to read those fan fictions on the next episode. Well, I can oh, recommend some. <laughs> you just let me know, bro. Oh, but Hannibal crying while wearing the red and the black suit in Bedelia's house. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. I hate are you, the, Hannibal. Are the tears real? No. Yes or no? I was gonna ask. Are they yes or no? But okay, flat out. Wow. No. No. Didn't even give us a chance to answer. But I'm angry. I'm mm. angry and furious. What do you think, Celeste? Real or real or no? Oh mm, my god, I was shocked when I saw him crying. So I oh, had yeah? no idea like what's going on. Mm. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah, like because it's um this is a really like. This episode has a lot of emotions we haven't seen from Hannibal before. Like, I won't uh, spoil the ending as of yet, but it's bizarre to see him uh, emoting other things besides... Because uh, the last time we saw him crying was at the was at the symphony. Like, mm, yeah, that's true. And, it was, and this time he's, like, crying like um, someone ran over his toes or something. I don't know. <laughs> but why would he cry in front of... Um, Bedelia? Yeah. yeah. Like, why would he do that? Like, I have a feeling, I guess... You know, I'm new to Hannibal. I have no idea what happens in future episodes. Mm. But I have a feeling that she knows who he is. I think, yeah. Like, they keep... They bring like, why in... would he put up an act? <laughs> I think her. it's probably just to cover his butt with her, maybe. Because, like, even if she knows, she does not know the full extent of what he's doing. Mm. Like, I think she knows something's up. Because, like, he's, he seems to attract all these weird um, patients who end up dying horribly or... <laughs> crashing cars or something i don't know they are not crashing cars but like he attracts patients that aren't don't end well basically mm. and yeah. so Why haven't anybody like noticed that pattern <laughs> yeah it's like she has well, but yeah well like she comments on that at the end yeah. oh, yeah. it's like why do you attract all these horrible people <laughs> but i'm kind of of the school of thought that uh, the tears were half real <laughs> to me like i felt like they were probably like an odd stress relief because it, it takes a weird, a lot of, it takes a certain amount of energy to cry, even to, like, act cry. Yeah. You, you need to pull something to cry. I was crying a little today, but it wasn't real tears. <laughs> it was windy. Out. It was the dry, dry tears. <laughs> the dry, like, it's wind like, kind of, like, dried my eyes. But, yeah, like, still, it's like, well, that's that's different. <laughs> that, that's, your, that's your eyes reacting to debris getting in your eyes, so it tears up to try and protect your eyes. That's different. <laughs> I know, but it looked real. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, uh, uh, sometimes to produce real tears, you still got to pull it from somewhere, whether whether what you do is real or not. So I'm, I'm always thinking, like, half of it was probably, like, for show, and then the other half was, like, a weird stress relief exercise for Hannibal, because I really don't see him legit crying. Yeah. Like, they're probably, there's supposed to be, it, it comes later. Okay. But there's a scene in the, another, in the, when he's talking to Will, and he offers Will a thing, and 
trying to do this without spoiling. Do you want me and to like color no, my no, ears? No, no. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a certain scene, but in the script it actually says Hannibal is on the brink of tears, and I was like, see, that's a, that's a sad face. That's real, and I saw some of it in this scene mm. uh, but then I was like that could be just mass <laughs> but why is he sad like is he sad because Will is being framed for something that he's Hannibal he put in some it. Yeah. why would he be sad about why would he be that? sad that it worked is it yeah. about Abigail because he did say that little sad thing about you know like like seeing the appeal of having a kid mm-hmm. to like guide like I felt sad about that <laughs> yeah, hearing like, that oh. it could be like a weird thing where he might be mourning old Will like old Will, the one that he the one that grudge? he first met, the one he first fell for that mm-hmm. piqued his interest, and now, because as you and me know, Dark Will is coming. So. Yeah, oh the Wendigo Will. Well, this is a good uh, <laughs> thing to go into because, like, uh, my my discussion on today's episode about uh, under the uh, the under the table segment is looking at the Wendigo mm. because this episode really focuses on the Wendigo as a as a physical presence within the Hannibal universe. So, in Creek culture, a Wendigo is a spirit that possesses a human being and turns them into a sort of hu- inhuman monster. Think Gage and t- the Timmy the, so- Timmy the Soldier in Pet Cemetery. There's always this idea that the Wendigo is a person, but it is a spirit residing in the creature, not the creature itself. Mm. So the legend of the Wendigo is native to the nor- northern forests of the Atlantic coast and the Great Lakes region of both the U.S. and Canada. So our area. So Ooh. look out for those Wendigos. Oh. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> uh, I'm using the more anglicized version of the name because the, as the Cree word sounds like something you'd say aloud at a party. So Wendigo. Wendigo. Yeah. Wendigo. Yeah. I was gonna look up the Ojibwe pronunciation too, but uh, I can't pronounce Ojibwe. <laughs> it's really difficult. Yeah. Anyway. But Wendigo appears in the traditional belief systems of our homies, the Ojibwe, the Soto, the Nasapi, and the Innu, or the Inuit, and us, the Crees. Common beliefs of the Wendigo include the idea that it is a malevolent, malevolent, cannibalistic supernatural being. Malevolent? <laughs> yes, an evil thing, yeah. Uh, they, they're strongly associated with winter, the north, cold, famine, and starvation. Wendigos appear as emas- emancin- emancipated beings with their skin pulled tightly over their bones. Their complexions are ash gray and their eyes are pushed back deep into their sockets. They look like gaunt skeletons recently disinterred from the grave, according to one other. <laughs> and they apparently uh, will grow in size so that no matter how much they eat, they're always going to be hungry. So creepy. <laughs> also, apparently, um, they can mimic the voices of, of people. So in one Wendigo story I'm writing, uh, the Wendigo is uh, is the father of the family who gets possessed by the spirit of the Wendigo, and he uses his original voice to lure out his child so he can kill her. That always scares me. When I, I know. hear about these stories. It's, it's like the voice, the voice, the voice of like, like someone you know, like coming from the darkness. That's like the worst thing. Yeah, that's the worst. Like my biggest fear in the, in fiction is the idea of someone you love having to take care of you, hurting you. So that's why in this story, in the Wendigo story, I'm writing called Kona. Check it out. It's come out soon. <laughs> Kona in Kona, the the villain of the story, the antagonist is the father. Like that scares me more than anything. It's like I love my dad, but the idea of my dad being a monster, that's the the idea that's terrifying to me. You that's know? so interesting. I just realized that that might be 
why I wrote a certain script that was like, <laughs> psychologically thinking about it because yeah like the father figure is actually really horrible but like my father is, is, is awesome. awesome yeah you know? so it's like ooh, I wonder if I'm just yeah writing in my greatest fears so interesting but yeah like you become possessed by a wendigo either through extreme isolation usually during the winter when you're snowbound mm. or when you eat the flesh of a human being a bite by a wendigo won't turn you but constant contact with one will one of my favorite portrayals of a Wendigo in media was in the survival horror game Until Dawn. They're oh, in... Oh, yeah, oh, it's really good. Game. You should come and pay, play at my house. It's really fun. <laughs> I'm trying to get my sister to play it, but it's so funny. Anyway, uh, they're in... Yeah, I really want us to. <laughs> but it takes a lot to get it going, so it's like we have to start, like, we'd have to fast forward at the beginning, yeah. What's yeah. it called? Until Dawn. They're in a bunch of teenagers have to survive the night with, with when their cabin is overrun by a pack of Wendigos. Their look is amazing. Their viciousness is obscene. And I love the different stages that we see of a Wendigo and what it does to you. So a character who has just recently turned ends up having his teeth sharpened to points, either by them breaking from him eating human flesh. Or bones. Yeah, like either because they broke or because like the Wendigo is making them sharper. And, yeah, his cheek is ripped so that he has a mouth like a wolf. So, like, the sides of his mouth are ripped open. So, like, he could eat more. So, of course, fandom has whoopified him because I think he, he's a really uh, well-known actor. I won't spoil who, but you know it's one of the guys. <laughs> so, Is that a spoiler? That's kind Wouldn't of Wouldn't that make it more interesting? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, because um, it's, it's really, really difficult to get the Windigo ending in, um, in Until Dawn. It took oh. me a few tries to get it. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, That's so, a lot of hours. Because <laughs> I had to figure out how you get the Windigo ending, and it's an easily missable thing. Because, okay, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, the Windigo, the powerful one in, the, in Until Dawn, mm. is the lead character's sister. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. That doesn't make any sense in, in, without context. <laughs> it's like, scary. It's pretty good, though. I really had a good time playing it. So in the season one finale of Hannibal, we see the stag finally take its true form as the Wendigo with Hannibal's face. Through its exposure to Will, we see Will's mental health descend until he ends up in prison throughout this whole season. With Will's continued exposure to Hannibal and the Wendigo, I think you can make a case that the time spent with Hannibal has turned Will into a Wendigo. Boop, boop, boop. I like that. Well, he did eat an ear. Yeah. <laughs> and he has, like, because um, he has eaten human flesh too so he technically has become a wendigo also if you want to look up really cool wendigo stories with a bit of dark comedy watch ravenous that is such a good movie it's a movie with uh with native people portrayed as actually helpful and not just window dressing and it's really funny also it has a really weird slash um slash uh fiction fan fiction fandom like i don't know why <laughs> i think a lot of people are into vor apparently but just... oh don't try and explain <laughs> yeah fandom. oh my because in that context uh the wendigos become wendigos uh and they become superhuman the more the more meat that they eat so they don't become monstrous looking they just become tougher mm. so i think uh what's his face from once upon a time isn't it he plays rumble skill skin robert carlisle robert carlisle is in it and he's awesome yeah so cool and uh guy uh What's his name? The Australian guy from uh, Memento guy? Pierce. Yeah, he's in that too. Ah. But anyway, back to the show. So Hannibal again at Bedelia's office is talking about how he thinks about his death. And I'm like, well, what a happy man he is. <laughs> he's like, I think about my uh, from birth until my death. I'm like, thank you a lot. Uh, thanks a lot, Werner Herzog. Like, can we move this along? <laughs> and so 
But uh, I bring this up because it makes it clear that he obviously doesn't believe in any sort of an afterlife. Mm. So I wonder if he did, could he kill a person? Could what? Could he kill a person if he believed in an afterlife? Because he doesn't believe in an afterlife. It's evident in... Throughout. No, but he believes in God, though. He believes in God, but he doesn't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that. I'm like, he has stressed repeatedly of God's well, existence, so I find it weird that he has a belief in a higher power, but not in the afterlife. I don't... <laughs> no, I, I, I personally... Like, actually, that's probably... If me and Hannibal have a thing in common, that'd probably be it. I believe in a higher power, but I'm really having trouble, uh, at least these days anyway thinking of an afterlife mm-hmm. yeah like a heaven or even like or like even a gaia or anything like yeah. where like it's just it feels again it just feels like a way for one to think you can still keep living past yeah. your mortality and it's kind of like well you kind of don't <laughs> you know <laughs> you're pretty sure you die but <laughs> that sounds so morbid of <laughs> so that's like that's why like they stress make make every, the most of your time yeah, yeah make most of your time here on earth you know like you know keep you know, do your thing, live your life, you know, don't just, you know, go nine to five and do whatever, you know, like live your life. Though I get, you know, you still got to eat. YOLO. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I think that's how he justifies his uh, killing sprees too. Cause it's like, that's possible. Yeah. It's like, we only have this life and nothing's going to punish me unless I get caught. And plus, you get, if you think about too, like I guess it depends on uh, so it's at like least yellow. Really, <laughs> in this in this universe, um, we're they're still very sketchy on what uh, Hannibal's background is. Yeah, and actually, how what happened to his parents, what happened to his sister, is all very sketchy within this universe. Mm-hmm. Like uh, most fans are pulling from the films and the books, so you got a vague idea what probably happened to him, but uh, they neither confirm nor deny in the TV show. Mm-hmm. So you also got to wonder, like, what what did happen to Hannibal? Even though he he says nothing happened, but uh, I'm I'm always of the mind like something probably did happen. Mm-hmm. So, well, they do uh, confirm the existence of Misha in this universe, but mm. we don't know if Misha was killed and eaten by a bunch of Russian people. Yeah, like Russians. I think I can't remember. <laughs> it's from Hannibal <laughs> Rising. Uh, so. Let's see. So with Team Sassy Science going through Will's house, we see how much and how long Hannibal has been covering his ass for. He framed Will since forever. How does he keep track of these schemes? I don't know. Does he have like a a diary? (laughs) I think we talked about this before. I really think he probably does keep track of it. Because I remember in another movie, I forget what movie, um, it's a spy movie. Anyway. Um, they say it's something that ch- it's something that spy- they teach spies to do. Once you tell a lie, you got to be able to back it up. Back it up. Mm. And now, if you tell another lie that's attached to that first lie, now it's like so. It's like if you're talking to a person and you say you have a girlfriend and you know whatever. So now, if this person stays in your life, you got to now have a girlfriend for them to meet. So it's like, <laughs> now you got to bring in that person. And then and then and they tell two friends. Yeah, they tell the lie on top of the lie. So yeah. Uh, I think I don't know. I feel like I don't know, Hannibal's a veteran in telling lies in his entire life. So this is probably like probably why he's doing this whole thing. Well, what <laughs> it's a is fun the, game? Keep what his is, life interesting. What do they call Satan in the Bible? The master of lies. Ah, I don't know if that's true, but so, <laughs> but he has the lies in father his name. Father of lies. Father of lies. Yeah. So and if Hannibal is Satan in this universe, ah, oh, interesting. <laughs> it's Satan actually. <laughs> Thanks, Satan. <laughs> Thanks, Satan. <laughs> I love that line from Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, so cute. Thanks, Satan. But I like, yeah, when uh, Will's getting all processed and he's finally in his uh, orange jumpsuit. 
and then he escapes, which is awesome. I know. Um, I imagine Will would have gotten off with not criminally responsible had Hannibal not set him up so well, because mm. he um, everything was circumstantial. Everything was uh, like the blood being under his hands could be explained away by him be killing somebody in uh, in an altered state caused by encephalitis. So that's why he uh, Hannibal put the hair in the lures mm. so that they could ha- they could make the case that he wasn't sick when this happened. And even Will says so. Like, I'm just like, man, Hannibal thought of everything. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't even plan a party. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, uh, so he unwisely tells Jack that he wasn't sick when Cassie Boyle died. I'm like, don't say this to the cop, Will. That's, <laughs> it's like, I, like, I'm not a bad girl. I've never been a bad girl. But I know what you don't say to cops. <laughs> and that's one of the things you don't say to cops. It's like, I was there. I saw them throw the can at the wall. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, but uh, I love Jack's face when he asked Will, so it was a setup? Gave me life. Just the look on his face. Like, yeah, I like, it's like, every, this is what everybody says since the dawn of law enforcement. It's all set up. I've been framed. I've been framed. It was the one armed man <laughs> from the fugitive. <laughs> but uh, Hannibal, we mentioned this Hannibal's bitch look at Alana made me laugh. I just love how bitchy Hannibal is. It just kills me. He's such a sassy man. Yes. But what does Will smell like? Okay, so Will escapes. Mm. But what does Will smell like to Hannibal in that moment in the office? Fish and sweat? Or did Hannibal detect the illness in the room? Because he, he's writing, and then all of a sudden you see him, like, sniff. And he's like, oh, someone's here. Well, he probably, it's probably all those things. He probably, he knows what Will smells like. Mm-hmm. He knows what his encephalitis smells like. And, yeah, he, he probably just, like, it smells yeah. like wilderness. Hannibal <laughs> knows what his office smells like when it's just him in there. And he probably smells something. What so. does Hannibal smell like to himself? I want to know that. Like, can you, can like, you I, smell yourself? I, I don't know. Like, uh, it comes from that perfume story I told a few episodes ago where the perfumer is so weird because no, he can't, he doesn't have a scent. No one mm. senses him. And he's just like a weirdo. And so that's what I imagine Hannibal is. He has no scent. I think everyone knows what you're supposed to smell like on a normal <laughs> basis. I think that's why when, like, you smell something different, you go, is that me? Or is that, like, you do that thing, you sniff your clothes. Or you can tell when your clothes probably have been, you know. Worn too long. Yeah, yeah. been worn too long. And you get that weird stale smell. So I think people are familiar what their smell is, but not conscious aware. Mm-hmm. But you aren't conscious when something's different. Yeah. I feel like he's very clean, though. Like, he makes sure he doesn't stink. Yeah. yeah. I'm always terrified of smelling bad. Like, because <laughs> once I had, uh, I was out trick-or-treating and I got poo, dog poo on my costume uh, and I I, <laughs> I couldn't smell it for some reason like, because it was behind me, right? So it was on my shoe, it was on my, the back of my pants but everybody else could smell it so I was terrified. <laughs> that started a phobia. So, but not, it's... Not in the same way. As soon as I uh, started, uh, you know, as soon as I became a woman <laughs> my mom told me, like, make sure you clean properly. Cause <laughs> you nowhere she goes everyone can smell it and i was like (laughs) so over and over my parents have accidentally uh like traumatized me with stuff like that to try and keep my hygiene like my dad would tell told me i would get bugs in my hair if i didn't shower properly but he was he actually meant like to say like you know lice lice, Mm -hmm. but he just said bugs will go in your hair so like after that i showered every day (laughs) so it's like even if i didn't need it (laughs) you know if i even if i just kind of had a pretty clean day i still had to shower 
<laughs> Careful what you say to your, your kids. kids. Yeah. You might accidentally jump. That happened to me too. I'll tell a really personal story that's really funny. Okay. So when I was TMI. Ch- so when I was a child, um, I I was going to I think I was graduating from like some like grade one or something. Anyway, so I was trying to clean myself off, and I'm like, oh, I've never cleaned down there before. Like, I, <laughs> and so I was like, I got this soap all lathered up on my hands, and I didn't even get near it basically, but I put so like soap on my my mounds and like soap absolutely got inside and I was like ah oh <laughs> sorry I didn't scream but <laughs> that was like I remember the pain of that to this day because that was like the worst pain I ever experienced and I broke a bone once that was the worst mm. so thank god when I found out that your vagina actually cleans itself so <laughs> I was like yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah that's nice. true. <laughs> well it's true yeah like uh, unless it's unhealthy then it's not really cleaning itself yeah and if you do need to clean it, just a little bit of water is fine. Yeah, don't, don't use need, douche. You don't. Yeah, you yeah. don't need. You don't need soap. You don't need any of that, unless obviously you got like a yeast infection or something. But there's medicine for that. Most of the time, you just need water. Speaking of another gross story, <laughs> um, so the first time I ever got a yeast infection, my mom was like, "Well, why don't you just douche?" And so I did. And it made it a hundred percent worse. <laughs> that yeah. never use douche. Like that's why douche is a great I have insult. Heard about that. Yeah. yeah, douche is a great insult because it's the most useless thing in the world that makes things worse. That's mm. why douche is a good insult. <laughs> 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 there's no point to it, and it makes things worse. That's anyway. funny. I actually read this weird douching thing in one of the fan fictions. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a long story short. <laughs> Is, uh, you know, Will and, and Hannibal are experimenting, and Will wants to make sure he's clean. That's, um, what you would call it, uh, enema, isn't it? Is that what? That's an enema, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. But, but, but in the story, they call it a douche. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, excuse me, young lady. But I think, I think, I, like, and I thought, well, maybe she's calling it that because it's, uh, Alpha, Be- Alpha Beta Omega, but actually it wasn't an Alpha Beta Omega story, so I was like... Like, like, like rereading, I turned the page reading. I'm like, okay, sweetie, well, I know what you meant, but I'm like, <laughs> and then I thought to say, like, you don't actually need that, but I'll just keep reading anyway. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you let some stuff go in fan fiction. <laughs> it's like, whose arm is that? I don't know. Like, that's what the only reason I hate reading slash fiction because you never know. Whose arm is that? Yeah, you never know <laughs> who's being spoken about unless it's explicitly clear. Like, mm-hmm. that always kills me. Like, that's the hardest part about writing fan fiction between two men. I've written fan fiction, by the way. So. Me too. Well, mine is always weird. Like, I don't know. I'll post it one day. No, I'm not going to post it one day. <laughs> Still, I've saying. never posted mine. <laughs> I kind of want to post, like, my my uh, my good stuff. Like, I once wrote, uh, I got sick of people woobifying Loki from Avengers. So I wrote... Uh, woobifying what? Yeah, woobifying means that they make them, like, more sympathetic than they actually should be. Oh. So with Loki, I was really pissed that people forgot that he was, like, a warlord dictator that wanted to take over the world. So I wrote a fanfic where he did succeed mm. and what kind of society would be in place if he had one. And it was basically like the Hunger Games. And somebody, like, he was mind-controlling uh, mind a bunch of people to kill their kill their own families to prove that, like, he could get anything he wanted so you couldn't fight back. Mm. So, like, I, I loved exploring that idea. And so it's like, but fan fiction I love. I'm not saying that right now. <laughs> I know we mentioned it earlier, but I just love fan fiction. Especially new stuff. I, I'm going to stress the importance of this next time. <laughs> like whenever somebody put, looks down on me for it. <laughs> okay, a question I wanted to ask you guys. Did Will want to kill Abigail? No. 
No. That was the cutest no I ever heard. <laughs> that was at odds with my no. <laughs> Where animals? No. I never got that impression. I was wondering about it because, like, uh, like, because there's that whole discussion he has where somebody uh, he mentions to Hannibal that if it had been just Abigail's death that he was he was accused of, he, he would have believed it. it. But because he was uh, he was convic- uh, convicted of all the Shrike's killings mm. and the copycats, he was uh, like, okay, I didn't do that. Like, and so I'm like, did he want to kill Abigail then? I keep thinking he did just to get her evil out of the world or something. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like it was... Um... He'd sooner kill a dog. No. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Well, no. <laughs> I really, 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 really think. Oh, sorry. And, that's, and my, like, that's a chair, not me. <laughs> yeah, um, that might definitely pick that up. <laughs> it is all, uh, like, uh, we've seen it before with uh, Dr. Chilton and uh, Abel Gideon. I believe it's all psychic driving from Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Power of suggestion. And he's just, and, like, he kept, everyone kept pushing Will to, like, try and, you know, think like a killer so that he could solve these crimes. And I really think he, he lost himself for a point, and which, which he says is his greatest fear. And I really think for, like, the briefest of moments, he did lose himself. So he was willing to believe anything, especially from someone he trusts, and that's Hannibal. And Hannibal, this entire time, slithers around him like a snake, you know, whispering every, all these, like, suggestions to him. Like, like, even in that end scene, when, like, pointing a gun at him he's still slithering and whispering things to him like even though he's getting closer and closer to figuring out who actually did it and and he's just because he's because we all know what hannibal wants so it's like (laughs) so it's just like he i really think uh uh, will kind of left himself vulnerable and he really he's open to suggestion at one point and so that's he probably thought yeah like i guess maybe i did i did go too crazy and i thought i was garrett jacob Hobbs and I thought and I wanted to kill my daughter and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, this is proof but of I really, positive, yeah. But I really don't think Will, real Will wanted to kill ever her. wanted to hurt Abigail. So. Yeah. Well it's proof positive. Never fall in love. <laughs> so never develop relationships love, love with makes anything. Crazy <laughs> but I think yeah, I agree with JJ in terms of um Will is just prompting Will into believing his involvement in these deaths and Will like why can't you see it like mm. he, it's right there like I mentioned again that scene from the Simpsons like look at Burns's suit like it's obvious it's all there of course we're saying this with the foreknowledge of Hannibal's extracurricular activities but I and I do poke fun of that but I like how they are clever with it and it's intelligent mm. like it's never over over dramatic uh, like I think it's just a really big uh, call out to the writers because the writers can make this work without it being goofy because like we're making fun of it but still it's like not goofy funny like it's mm. not Riverdale funny <laughs> it's not Riverdale goofy <laughs> I love Riverdale. like a couple episodes ago you're like oh, I'm not going to watch Riverdale <laughs> no I'm just like Riverdale <laughs> it was hot dog at the beach <laughs> anyway but um how are they able to gain access to the Hobbs house? Does Hannibal have a key? I wrote I something down like that, too. Like, they just walked in. Like, does, like, murder scenes always happen like this? Like, they just leave the door open? It's like, damn it, the FBI's not doing anything right now. <laughs> yeah, I found that weird, too. I'm pretty sure, like, uh, at, with um, things like that, and there's still relatively active crime scenes, mm-hmm. um, 
the FBI will change the locks and put new locks on there. So, yeah. Even that, I think it was a weird continuity thing in the yeah. earlier episode where Abigail was still able to open the house and go in. It's like, I'm pretty, pretty sure. That they'd look into <laughs> they, that. They change yeah. locks somehow. So, like, for that very reason, so people can't just walk in. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> But, if it gets in the way of the plot, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I love how Hannibal's hair is slicked back in an Anthony Hopkins-style fashion while they're in the Hobbs house. Mm. Like, I hate his haircut this season and next season. Like, I don't like that bowl haircut thing they have him wearing. I think it's unbecoming of Maz Mikkelsen, who looks better with shorter hair. Oh, sorry. I'm just, like, thinking about I don't know. Have you seen him with really long hair? I, okay, I'm pulling up pictures. <laughs> well, I just don't like his hair in this season. Like, it just looks too terrible. It looks like too much Nick Carter from Backstreet Boys. I, I like it. I but, like his, his hair. But then again, you know, this is like the only thing I really see Massimo's <laughs> in. It does have probably like thank a, God for big computer um, screens. Look at that. <laughs> we have four screens of, oh, three screens of Hannibal right now. All right, now. so you don't like, you don't like this haircut. I don't like that haircut, yeah. Like okay. the, uh, like the actual Hannibal kind of hair. But like, look boy at this one. Hair. Yeah, boy hand hair. See, like, look at windblown. <laughs> windblown hair. I don't know. I just don't like long hair on dudes. I think it's just me. Well, you put a, a Cree woman. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you really a Cree woman? <laughs> Would have been single back in the day. Well, I was. Cut your like, hair. Well, I, I used to make fun. Uh, speaking of being a Cree woman, uh, the best thing about being a Cree woman is that body hair is not really that much of an issue, which is sad for Cree men because Cree men can't grow uh, proper beards until they're like 90. And so I used to make fun of my fr- my cousins <laughs> for, uh, I was like, because uh, he had like a Fu Manchu mustache on his face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, like, why are you growing those pubes on your face? <laughs> you know, I never noticed that before, but that's so true. They it just is. have, like, this little, like, stubble Like, little wispy on. stuff. It's really embarrassing. Or, like, it's, like, sad. Like, okay, get, like, that's a full good. mustache, and I don't like that. <laughs> uh, but Hannibal, like, um, season three jail Hannibal. Oh, with the short hair? That's his, that's the best hair. Like, I don't know. You should show me. Yeah, like, uh, it, we all know he goes to prison eventually. Okay, well, let's see if I can find a picture without <laughs> it being a spoiler. <laughs> we know he faces the wheels of justice. I don't know why I said wheels. <laughs> wheels of he gets run over by justice eventually. Uh, Here we go. No, no. Yeah, like, I like his Did hair you see like that? that. It looks very similar to those <laughs> hair that you don't like. And look, it's here, just, it's even combed nicely. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I like that his hair gets a little gray in season three. That's so nice. There is a, yeah, I do know what you're talking about with the really short hair. There actually are a few where his hair is actually really short. Ah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm crazy. <laughs> or you're crazy. I don't know. I'm we're crazy. all crazy. We're all crazy here. But well, I'm that's right. You were supposed to talk about that gif. Oh, right. Um, you just saw it. Uh, well, uh, freaking JJ posted a gif of Hannibal, uh, like a reversed, uh, a reversed gift of Hannibal putting a collar on, and I was like, damn it. Damn it, Al. <laughs> Why do they need to show a shirtless man like that? Oh, well, let's see if I, I think I know. Yeah, let me see <laughs> if I can find it on that. here. Well, she's probably looking it up right I'm now. I'm looking too. it up right now. Wait, there's spoilery images on there. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> I'll look away. Well, okay, while we're looking for these gifts, Celeste, uh, we haven't heard from you very much. Tell us what <laughs> you think so far. <laughs> I'm stealing one of your grapes. Um, okay. Hmm. I was, like, so mad at Hannibal. <laughs> like, Join like, the like club. I feel so frustrated <laughs> watching this show because I know what's up, and they don't, and I just want to scream at them. Like, Hannibal did it. <laughs> it's all Hannibal. Oh, but I do love the scene 
Oh, like the later scene, yeah, like in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and how like like the whole scene that happened happened again, like in the first episode. Yeah, like, I love was, that. That was super in the cool. Again, yeah. And yeah, yeah, even like quote what um what Jagger Jacob Pops. Yeah, what he said. What he says again. Let's see. Oh. See you. You see. Yeah. I just love the callbacks that they do in the show. Like, it's one of my favorite things where they, like, it comes up later in season two. Like, stuff that was mentioned in season one will come up again, mm-hmm. which is, like, always weird to say. It's just, like, I don't know, was, even when Jack, like, shot him, he even, like, fell in the same corner and it got shot in, like, the same the spot. place, yeah. It was, oh, like, I don't know, it was just really cool. Like, how did, how did he know? How are they planning this? <laughs> it's, like, God is at work. <laughs> it's, like, directors are directing this. <laughs> But uh, let's see. What reason would I have to murder? He asks. Uh, he asks. Well, and he answered it previously. Curiosity. That's all mm. that's driving him right now. He mm-hmm. wants to see what'll happen. And I'm like, I guess that's why I get pissed off at Hannibal because I'm like, there's no reason. There's no reason for why he does this. Even if his parents were killed by a bunch of uh, like marauding warlords and like mm-hmm. he he ate his sister, there's still no reason for this. Which is what makes Hannibal Lecter scary, and that's yeah. one thing that always like bugs me about, like when they did try to give Hannibal a backstory and all that stuff in the films. I was like, it was like sometimes there really is no reason why evil exists, mm-hmm. but then evil is a whole like uh, weird moral construct that we made. Like, is a person evil, or do they do evil things? You know, so it's like. <laughs> it's like sometimes people just are. Well, that's yeah. the basis of sometimes the, the, of just the book. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin because uh, in the book, the mother of this uh, school shooter is uh, mistreated by the community so badly that she has to go into hiding. Then they discover who her son was and she's mistreated again. And it's talking about whether or not her not loving her son was the reason why he became like that or was he always like that? Mm-hmm. Because it, it gives really good evidence for both. And I really enjoyed that, like that they mm-hmm. imply that um, it was the boy and like it was like a it, it was an interplay between them i really love that like the like cuz i don't think evil is something you're born with i think it's something that's brought out of you like everybody has the potential for it no there's it can go like like it a lot of time it is like something in the head mhm so i'm not exactly sure if i share the same opinion <laughs> <laughs> that's okay that is cool, because, like, uh, in in the context of serial killers, there's always some sort of head trauma that contributes to their, their childhood, um, uh, va- their childhood, uh, like, th- bad things they do, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like, uh, there was a, a thing with Jeffrey Dahmer, he cracked his head, or um, he, and it completely changed his personality. Same with John Wayne Gacy and uh, Ted Bundy. It's like trauma to the head was always this contributing factor to like what le- led to their later behaviors. Mm. But it's also society and like biology, the pressure. Yeah, the pressure is like, uh, like I don't know Lack why. Of love. Yeah, I don't know why I drink six Coke Zeros a day. I just do. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Yes, yeah, so I mean <laughs> now they do. <laughs> you just need the right concoction at the time. Yeah, to make, to make a, a perfect to make a serial time. killer soup. Yeah. Okay. But, oh, I wanted to show you guys my notes. So we'll ask him. So, are you a murderer, Dr. Lecter? Ding, ding, ding. We got it. Yes, he is. That's right, he is. Good job, Will. He figured out the moral of the story. (laughs) He gets shot. (laughs) But he also, Will also says that Hannibal only wants to wind them up and watch them go. So, Will doesn't love Hannibal no matter how much a a Wendigo Will becomes. 
It's like die cannibal dad. <laughs> it's like <laughs> figure it out. I think one of my favorite quotes from the from this whole thing was uh, uh, Hannibal and Will talking in that scene. And Hannibal says, "You're alone because you are unique. I'm as alone as you are." Says Will, and I'm just like, <laughs> "Can you be alone with another alone person?" <laughs> it's like two introverts alone. <laughs> you can. It's like two introvert, two introverts alone in a room, you're not really interacting, but you're in the same space and you're keeping each other an odd, quiet company. So it's like they're so. having dinner together and they're both on their phones. Like they're together, kinda. <laughs> or you're in the same room and you're both on your computers and yeah. you're typing away. Like a quiet uh, camaraderie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hannibal doesn't even flinch when Jack fires on Will. Like he turns his head away because the blood sprays him, but he does not flinch. He just had a gun on him. What the hell? Like that's how I knew they, Jack should have known something was up because like he didn't even like because when you when a gun fires like even when I, when I went to the shooting range uh, when I was in Vegas like I had the 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 headphones on to mm. protect my ears, but each time a gun went off, you flinch. Like, no matter what you... It's something that they try to train people in um, in stunt work to not flinch when they mm. when they fire the gun because their eyes will close. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a natural reaction because your body's like, oh, loud noise, freak out. And so, like, that part freaked me out the most just because he's like... Bleh. Like, it, it, like he just is like... He just turns his head. That's all. <laughs> like, freaked me out. I don't like loud noises. Yeah, That's I why I don't like going on a roller coaster because it's so loud. <laughs> it's not like the thrill of, like, going down... And like feeling like your your breath like stopping, it's just like it's just loud. <laughs> but I, I, I compare it almost to like uh, stepping into like a like a weird ho- uh, war zone hostage situation uh, or potential hostage situation. So Hannibal already prepped himself mentally for what could possibly go on, because you know it's fucking Hannibal, right? <laughs> He's curious of all the things that could happen. So he was probably it's why when Will points a gun at him, you can almost see him like secretly thrilled that he's pointing a gun at him. He's like. He's like, yeah, baby, shoot me. <laughs> Sexually <laughs> or, or no, no, yeah. I'm just saying that like, for, for for my own shits and giggles. But um, so I feel like that's why he wasn't shocked to like when Jack shot him. He just turns away out of pure, you know, protecting his own face and whatever. Uh, I think he was, yeah, mentally prepared for a gunshot. So like, like I, for him or for. Will either or yeah because because he's Hannibal was he, he prepared to be shot I think so mm. like because I don't and, think he he senses pain in the way you do like because he um because uh, when he was fighting Tobias Tobias was hitting him with moves that were designed to stun and yeah. like take you out and freak you out and ha- it wasn't working on Hannibal yeah, yeah so like Hannibal doesn't react the same that most humans do so <laughs> I really think like yeah, he was prepared for a lot of scenarios mentally. He's obviously, like Garnet from Steven Universe. Obviously, yeah, he can't tell which one's going to happen, and he probably couldn't have completely predicted what how that scene was going to play out. But uh, he, he had prob- the eventualities. He, he, he had a bunch of thoughts, and otherwise he wouldn't have driven Will there, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I would like to say, I really like that moment that Will fell asleep in the car. I'm like, that says a lot of trust if you're able to fall asleep <laughs> when someone's so drunk. I just thought that's right. That was kind of a datey thing. Yeah, it was kind of like. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things in 
I was mad about that whole scene. I was just like, just giving them more fuel. Yeah, so the A, like my notes for the final scene of the episode where Hannibal walks in and Will is in jail. All, I, all I wrote was, he wins. He always wins that fucking smile. Ah. That's all my notes. <laughs> I just love that they play that opera from the Hannibal film. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, it's like. It was really overdramatic. <laughs> it's like, hello, Will. Hello, Dr. And we pan into, like, Will looking through these bars. And I just love that. I'll bet when the show first came out, no one was expecting that flip. Because everybody yeah. knows Hannibal will eventually go to go to jail. Yeah. But, yeah, no one saw that coming. And it was just like. <gasps> so it's like, <laughs> it's really like, cool. When I go to show uh, Celeste something I've been dying to show her ever since the show started. <laughs> really quickly. Hold okay. on. I'm going to load it. I will about that scene. I thought it was, like, almost romantic. <laughs> Yeah, right? It was like they were moving so slowly, and like the like the opera music is playing, mm-hmm. and then they were like, I know, it's just <laughs> maybe the lighting too, yeah, helps with it. I was gonna say, what's that called when you go visit your spouse in prison for sex? What's that called? <laughs> for sex? I don't know. You want me to Google it? Con- oh, it's a C word. Con- mm-hmm. What's that Con- word? When you go visit your spouse in jail? Conjugal visit. Conjugal visit. Uh, <laughs> I just love how pissed um, uh, hissed, uh, pissed Will looked. He's like, how did I get here? <laughs> well, he probably knows. That's why he looks pissed. It's yeah, like, he's like, okay. It's like, of course you come visit me. You fucking... That was like the only time we've ever seen insane happiness on Hannibal's part. Like yeah. it wasn't even that much of happiness. He's just like, it. I won. Yeah, He's like really check devilish. mate. Because <laughs> they really are like pawns in like a chess game or something. Yeah, like Will uh, Hannibal had been setting this up all season. Like he had mm-hmm. been working on Will the whole time. And he won, effectively. Like, he... Will is in jail. Everybody thinks he killed Abigail, the copycat killers. Um, Hannibal is still a respected man of the community. And we see... In the next season, we see uh, the doubt that is placed in uh, everybody else about who Hannibal is. Hmm. So if season one is, like, the buildup of Hannibal's life as a human being, season two is about how he ends up in Silence of the Lambs. Because he's not hiding anymore. Hmm. Well, no, he's still hiding. Season three is him fully hiding. Season two is him, like, the mask is coming off. Mm. Oh, my. Yeah. But still, I'm, like, so mad. Because I'm so pissed he wins. (laughs) Like, I remember that's what I said. um, The first time I saw the show uh, was uh, right before, like, I was going to go to my friend Angel, Angel No Relation on Twitter. She got me into the show because she was going to sneak me into the Hannibal panel. So I was like, oh, I better watch Hannibal. And I got really into it. (laughs) And season one ends like this. And you're like, what? (laughs) No, he can't win. Will needs to live. (laughs) I start crying. I just, like, banging the table. I'm like, no. I'm going to keep saying that now. So everybody talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So like, let's uh, let's wrap up the show. Okay. Then. <laughs> I guess uh, to fill in, what was your favorite part and least favorite part of, the sh- of this episode? Because we're, we're going to do a wrap up uh, next episode of the whole season. So just this episode, what was your least? And- My 
Graven, I just this is a very good episode, <laughs> like <laughs> from start to like, and mm. it's just like you know the whole like emotion ride, like oh god, there's like Alana's like actress like acting, like I love that scene. Mm. It was so good, and like up to like the end scene where Will got shot, and like it's like the first episode, and I love that as well. And least favorite Hannibal, <laughs> <laughs> freaking Hannibal! <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, JJ? Who is he? <laughs> Who does he think he is? Okay. <laughs> Mr. Man. Uh, you know what? I got to say, like, uh, probably one of my favorite things. Yeah, it's just, just freaking Hannibal. Just well done, sir. <laughs> well done. Uh, and probably least favorite. Yeah, it's just like, it's just gut-wrenching as the audience to know that Will is innocent and we know or we think he's mostly innocent from what we know our poor and baby boy yeah yeah because like, we don't know everything either. yeah we don't know everything yet uh, and it's just like but we know like no it, it's Hannibal it was Hannibal <laughs> and it's just they, they did such a good job of like you know just bringing us with Will this whole journey and we're just like oh man and like and, you're, and you are like with Will half the time like kind of in a state of shock and like is this real or will I wake up any moment and this isn't happening? I'm not being processed. I'm not going to jail. I'm not, you know, in the orange jumpsuit, you know? It's like, because once you get in that orange jumpsuit, it's pretty freaking real, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah. But so, like, that's probably, like, my least favorite is just, like, poor, poor baby Will. Yeah. <laughs> Quote Celeste, poor baby Will. <laughs> but, yeah, favorite thing? Cannibal. My favorite thing this episode was probably Will figuring it out mm-hmm. and how fast his downfall, uh, how fast he fell once he figured it out because Hannibal had planned for that. I love that, like, even though I hate Hannibal, I love that he had planned this so well that mm-hmm. he knew every single thing, how it was going to play out. Like, which makes me wonder if he was upset that, like, everything was so predictable that he could figure it out like does that make him upset i don't know uh, well, i guess he probably felt like he should have known yeah he's like oh like he, he let him that's okay though like, <laughs> like i was hoping i'd win and he'd win oh, like sort of thing but it's like it's something that's really fascinating to me is how they made this so awesome like that was my favorite like even though i hate hannibal it's it's an it's a it's a good episode and it's a good season in that everything made you emote like, you know what I mean? Like, it's only the best stuff that makes you hate a person that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> but my least favorite thing was, um, what is my least favorite thing this episode? Alana. <laughs> well, probably Alana, but I also, um, if this had been the final episode, like, they weren't, were unsure if they were going to get uh, season two. Mm-hmm. I think this would have been, a, like, even though it was, would kind of have set up, like, it would have been a good way to end things blah 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 but like a lot of things are unresolved mm. like abigail's oh, yeah. ear where is abigail what yeah. ha- what what ha- like why is marion last still there what happened sort yeah. of thing like that's the only thing I, I would find least like if this had been the true last episode of the series then it left a lot of questions that needed to be answered that weren't answered yeah that's true it wouldn't have been so good you'd probably be mad about the ending I'm like what <laughs> like but i think it leaves us in a good place yeah well can i ask you something yes in the second season do they explain like Abigail? Yes. Okay, okay. I'm nodding knowingly. I'm just like, mm, I'll just ask that. <laughs> you'll find out. Oh, I can't wait until she watches the very first episode. Yeah. 
Oh, that's not. They fucking tease you so much in that first episode. Yeah, like, you're just like, what's going on? Like, you remember that scene in Poltergeist where the older sister walks up to the house as it's exploding, and she's like, "What's happening?" That was me for season two. Of <laughs> but all right, we've come to the end of the show. So, how would you guys? How can we find you on the interwebs? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, open her mouth at the same time. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll. You can find me on Tumblr and Instagram at Satumla, S A T U M W A H. And you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as JJ Neeps, J J N E E P S. And you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me on Tumblr and Twitter as Honey Child, uh, Honey underscore Child, possibly Honey dash Child on Tumblr. I don't know why it's not sensing the underscore. Uh, I am also on Instagram as Ceranic Nanu. Um, we have an Instagram, a Tumblr, and an email address now, or Twitter as well. So Hannibal's Horny Abachi, all one word, pluralized. Uh, send us an email. Like for next episode, we are. Um, wanting to take fan questions uh, if anybody had any interest in what we do outside of this podcast besides edit <laughs> so, uh, we wanted to know like about like what your guys is up to what we should focus on because we are taking a break after the season one wrap up just to find out where we want to go with season two if we want to continue this in a video form various ideas which oh, people wow. have encouraged me it's like it's like because uh, I forget I think my husband listened to one episode he's like he, he can tell that we're like interacting but he can't see it so he's like we might as well just see it <laughs> yeah you can see my face uh, when i pull various faces for no reason it's like my traumatized <gasps> yeah. and i do make lots of faces especially at celeste especially when we lo- like when celeste says something we know that's gonna happen <laughs> no, later we we're really like do sure look yeah we just yeah we both give each other the side eye like we know. So it's gonna happen, <laughs> but it's like it, we're really interested in hearing what you guys have to say. Like we like send us questions, even if it's just like uh, like Hannibal's horny about you. You have the your popularity that has the speed of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? <laughs> like fake <laughs> like, questions like that. That'd be great. But- <laughs> But yeah, like uh, lots of shout outs to the Save Hannibal uh, newsletter for shouting out to us again. Yes, thank you. Windowing Willow for always uh, pointing out uh, stuff that we're doing. So lots of love to her. Um, I hope she's a girl. <laughs> I think she's a girl. Yeah. Um, and what else? Uh, shout out to everybody. Keep listening. Tell your friends about us. <laughs> and we will be back next week for the season one recap where we talk about fan fiction. And I'm going to read some fan fiction. <laughs> and we pick might act like our favorite scenes or something. Yeah. I'm not sure what we'll do, but it'll be a fun hour. <laughs> anyway, we will talk to you guys next week. Hey, okay, bye. Bye. bye.